Hello. Hi, John. Mm. Happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday to you, too. And they just keep coming, don't they? One after another. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) It's Mondays all the way down. Yeah. I mean, I would like to blame things on COVID, like I often Mm. do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely screwed with my perception, I think, like a lot of people. But I think I just maybe have forgotten how to manage my time. Oh. I mean, it's not, it's not relevant, but I mean, I did ask you for a little extra time today. Yeah. So Got to get my head right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You and I, over the years, uh, there's a little glimpse behind the curtain. Ooh, I, know, I, I, know, I know you don't like to break the fourth wall, but yeah. you know, over the years, there have been times when, particularly when I was setting my alarm for 11.55 in order to record our 11, I'm sorry, 10.55 mm-hmm. in advance of our 11 o'clock show. I would sometimes text you and say, can we just push it? We love to push. Push in the bush. That's what we yeah. say. And then you would you would say, hey, what if we push it? And then it was for a while there, we were pushing it all the time. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, well, it depends, I guess, on the reason why you why one isn't ready on time. And I mm-hmm. I am ready on time for lots and lots of things. I just... Sometimes, here's my problem. I got the ADHD. I don't know if you know this. Huh? And sometimes I get on a little bit of a a little task journey in the morning because that's when uh, all these different hooks are presenting themselves and saying, "Mm, I'm a hook that could be into your attention. I'm a hook. Is it it like a Lemmy Winks journey? I don't know what that means. Oh. What does that mean? Weird. That's that's maybe the only cultural reference I've ever made that... Uh, to to like nineties two thousand. You said it before, but I mean, I, I went straight past snorks and started adopting it. Sometimes we say something wrong and I adopt it. Yep. Let me winks. Uh, we can cut this out. I mean, no, no, is it no, a no. sex thing? No, it's a South Park thing, and I think South Park maybe. Oh right. No 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 no. Was, was that part of your world? Was oh yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. My first CD of stolen. Uh, we used to call it wares, stolen software and, and uh, serial numbers that my friend gave me that basically oh. helped launch my career. Thank you, Alan. Um, included the South Park uh, video that started as like, uh, purportedly anyway, started as a Christmas card in whatever that was, 94, 95. Right. What, what, what was stolen? Uh, what was that now? Stolen I don't uh, remember. serial uh, numbers? Should, ah, pff, I, who can serial, remember at this serial point? Serial numbers to what? It's the '90s, man. We were all trying things. Was this like a like a like a hacker thing, like a 2600 thing? Were you guys phone freaking? Yes, I had a Captain Crunch whistle, <laughs> and then I was able to make unlimited long distance calls. Still a yeah. little bit like Austin Powers when they have to keep telling him that that already happened, that already happened. There's already a hole in the ozone. One million dollars is not a lot of dollars. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel right now. <laughs> all the advancements that we had. There's a there's a famous bit that I think is very funny, still very funny, which is uh I what purports to be, I believe it is actually a single you know, like when you used to get the little blow-ins with your newspaper with all the we used to call them circulars in my family. Yeah, circulars. And the Christmas I think it's a Christmas I'll see if I can find this for notes. You called them blow-ins. I love that. Blow-ins are technically, I think, the little well, you know this. You worked at the uh, at the store with the diaper magazines. I did. And golf. I did. Um, golf. <laughs> golf and diapers. Diaper magazines and golf. <laughs> And uh, blow in, I think that technically that's those uh, 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 business reply. Would you like to subscribe to the diaper magazine? 
cards. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Those cards. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, we don't have notes on this show, really, but I'll try no, to find I'm it just... anyway. But it's, uh, it's a Radio Shack ad from, I believe, the early 91, 92. And uh, somebody, I don't know who first pointed this out, but whoever they are, they're brilliant. Every, every single, like, electronic item, they didn't even, it's just weird timing. It didn't have anything like a remote control truck, probably. But it was like, you know, hey, Radio Shack, you can come in here and get your Christmas gifts. You can get a tape recorder. You can get a telephone. You can get a mobile phone. You can get a calculator. You can get a video camera. And somebody's pointing out what is now certainly obvious, but bears remembering for people like you and me. Every single one of those items is on your mobile phone right now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, not to anybody listening, but to me and you, that's that's pretty wild. Pretty wild. And you know, I told you, didn't I, that I bought a bunch of cameras, security cameras to put around my house. Yeah, we haven't picked up on that in a while. Not inside the house, of course. Uh, this but, is how you discovered the swim team, right? Yep. The and, guy, the know, boy, the boys who came to harass you. Came to harass me. And I, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, I nailed them up in all the trees. Mm-hmm, sure. And, um, and it's the, <laughs> that's right. They have special instructions for that. Is this yeah. drywall? Is this brick? <laughs> Is this tree? Is this a tree in the forest? And they all, um, and I can look at them on my phone. If I picked up my phone right now, I could look one after another at all the cameras around the house and they, and it's one of these things The cameras were very cheap. And they kind of record if, you know, if somebody were to walk across in front of them, they kind of would record them. I kind of would be able to play them back. I kind of would be able to freeze on someone's face. I kind of would be can able to just add a, add a somewhat substantial asterisk at this point, because you were describing a lot of my journey, <laughs> big asterisk. If everything works exactly properly all the time. Exactly. And unfortunately, so, so from the standpoint of you and me in, uh, and a dog named Boo. Yeah. In, in 1992, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. idea that I would have any of this, that it would, that I, it, I, I would have believed in flying cars before this. I would believe that we would be living on the moon. Oh, every, that, that's the basic science sort of sci-fi problem. Uh, at least as I understand it, is that like for years we've been predicting haha jetpacks moving sidewalks, but and like we were we thought more about light speed travel than we did about sending a message somewhere. Yeah, right. That's what nobody saw friends. coming, including Bill Gates. If I'm being honest, we we want uh, uh, my uh, my daughter's uh, uh, mother slash partner partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, she and I, you know, we watch episodic television. It's one of the, the piece, one of the glues that, that binds us together. Hmm. And, uh, we watch a lot of these, <laughs> <laughs> these episodic TV. It surrounds <laughs> us. It binds us together. We watch these long television shows. <laughs> Use the episodic TV. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick and the line is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting macweldon.com slash Super train. Hey, it's springtime. You know, it's on the way and everybody wants to look their best. I know I do. My best is not much, but you know, it's what I've got just as God made me. Mac Weldon is the expert when it comes to stylish essentials that are perfect for the new season. Whether you want to upgrade your sweats collection or you need gear that stands up to the changing weather, Mac Weldon has exactly what you're looking for. 
And if that's not convenient enough, let me tell you about Mack Weldon's Daily Wear system. All the clothes work together for real. So whether you're headed to work or going for a run or just hanging out on the couch, getting dressed takes no effort at all, which as it happens is exactly as much effort as I like to apply to it. I want to say about Mack Weldon's new Atlas collection. The Atlas collection includes the Atlas jogger, the half zip and full zip jacket. They're built for rain or shine with a comfortable water resistant and eco-responsible fabric so that you can feel as good in them as you look wearing them. For anyone who's looking to step up their daily routine, do not miss these. I'm a big fan of Mack Weldon. I'm wearing Mack Weldon right now, which is probably no surprise, but they're my daily go-to. I don't want to go on about it. It'd be unseemly, but I am a big fan. And, and I think you should be a big fan too. So what you do right now, you go check out Mack Weldon for yourself, and you're going to save 20% on your first order. You simply go to MacWeldon.com slash SuperTrain and enter our very special promo code SuperTrain. Once again, that's MacWeldon.com slash SuperTrain. Promo code SuperTrain for 20% off. Find your perfect look for this spring. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Turn to the dark side. <laughs> uh, we, uh, Luke, I am your remote control. We're watching this show, The Last Kingdom, which is about the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings. Yeah, there's a lot of Vikings out there right now. There are, and Saxons and Angles and all, all the Danes. Just, wait, okay, hang on. It's just the one where the. Um, it, 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 well, there's one where there's a lot of like, hey, that's Leif Erikson type stuff. Is that this one or is that a different one? Uh, I think it's a different one. Okay, sorry. I, this, Never mind. Go ahead. You're watching episodic TV with the force. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and it's just a, uh, it's a perfect example of, of, uh, of this kind of thing where she turned to me at one point and said, every single plot of every single episode uh, could be resolved if they had cell phones. Uh, oh, and I'm, like, I know. I'm happy. If you want to open this thread. <laughs> that's true of 80s teen comedies, too. There's no more plot. The reason the world is so boring now is there's no more plot because because no one you never ever... have to wonder where your partner is. No, nope. don't like you, if you're like if they're you know God forbid that they're dead in a ditch. Unless right. of course you just forget to call your husband for a long time and you're in an area with no coverage and you don't bother to check in. Um, yeah, yeah, all yeah. these all these plots are like the king says stop the battle and send a rider and the rider goes out but he's too late to stop the battle and then the and it's just like uh there's still ways but, to do. Go ahead, sorry. Well, no. So I, all I was saying is all of this stuff, I've got all these cameras. I got six or seven cameras around the house. I can lay in bed. If somebody knocks <laughs> on the door. <laughs> I am. I am. If someone knocks on the door. <laughs> I, I can, already watched that episode 35 minutes ago. <laughs> I can, I can raise my head up off the pillow, uh -huh, uh -huh. pick up my phone, open it with a, you know, it's, and I made a shortcut to it. Right. And then I can look at the camera on my phone and see who's at the door now who, who even in it? 2005 who, who who is it even in 2015 mm -hmm. if you had told me that i know i and i and it didn't cost me 900 dollars a month it was just something i bought on amazon and yet also at the same time merlin it doesn't quite work oh it doesn't <laughs> so well you know how i call walgreens the store that that um uh, has almost what you need. Yeah. They rarely have what you need. They have almost what you need, almost. which is worse. Right. Um, yeah. I think the fact that so many of these things, the way I described this recently to a friend of the show, John Sarkusa, 
hmm. was there are so many products where I feel like some product manager said, hey, look, we've got a big announcement for this. And this isn't just Apple. It's, you know, all the, all the great companies. But they're like, hey, look, there's this feature and you need to get to this just to the point where we can do a demo on stage. So like this has facial recognition. Okay, good. So I need to be able to go on stage. It's almost like they reverse engineered. I need to be able to go on stage in 2017 and say, hey, look, this identifies faces. And then you can say if that's somebody you know. And, and walks right up to that point. And now, first of all, that barely works. Yep. And if it does work, you can't do fuck all with it. Yep. Uh, Syracuse brought up a great point. I didn't realize how much I want this feature that he's so good at bringing, bringing up things I don't know I, I hated, <laughs> which is like, there's no way to say, send me alerts yeah, if you see a face that's not familiar. Oh, It's the one thing anybody the one thing you would want. To do. Yeah. I don't need to know that I'm here. I know I'm here. I yeah. need to know that everything but these familiar faces are there. But yeah, is my mom this... is my mom futzing around down by the garage? Yes, she is. If well, she's yeah, not you doing should it right get now, a, she... hang a bell on her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to see her. We all know what she looks like. I know what she's doing. Uh, okay. All right. But that's okay. All right. I hate that shit. And, and actually, I, I, this is for a different show, but I, I've recently like torn a lot of the wires out of my home automation stuff. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Really? Well, it's just so much stuff was just not working and it's not even doing the most basic stuff that I've been able to do for like five years in any reliable way. And so I, I, we can talk about that if you want. So, so, so did you tear it out in order to put it back together or no, is it just, no, no, just no, no, no. See, now you think I'm Dr. Manhattan and I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not taking a watch apart. Um, I just also just want to say in passing, like there are a, there are still ways to do that in a good way. Well, well, well step zero before a, um, Gene Siskel and I'll, I'll, I'll find this cause I'm quoting it forever quoting it, but I think it was Gene Siskel, uh, Roger Ebert gets all the good quotes, but I think it was Siskel who s described some kind of like. I think it's, I don't know, the basic dumb plot, very much like a French farce kind of plot where one misunderstanding is the single cause of the entire plot. That's right. not a good plot. 40 people die at the end yeah. because one person yeah, thought, or he, like, thought he smelled or, or, toast. I mean, like, and if you're Oscar Wilde, you pull that off because you got the wordplay. But, um, but, but, you know, just all kinds of stuff. But like, for example, last night I was watching one of my favorite TV series, Veep, and I'm in that run, that amazing run of season four and season five. And where they bring in, uh, you know, Tom James, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh Laurie. He's and the great. And the Shondells? Shondells? Yeah, the Shondells are in there. You get the, <laughs> the crystals, you get the Dixie cups, uh, uh, the Vandellas, but not Martha. They couldn't get yep. Martha. No, no, no. She's expensive. No. In the street, dancing in the street. But, uh, but like, for example, there's one where, like, uh, long story short, uh, Buddy Garrity from Friday Night Lights is the guy that she's running against. And uh, she's about to concede no spoilers. Well, some spoilers. Mm. She's about mm. to concede the race to him when new information comes in. And then, and then Mike, the guy from Upright Citizens Brigade, he has to run down the halls to go and transmit that information because she's about to walk on stage. There's no way the information would get there fast enough. That can work. Yes. That, that can totally work. Here's the thing. Let's go back to the year of our Lord, 1999. You look at the Matrix. Okay. I, uh, yes. Where they got those awesome, I guess, probably Motorola phones. Uh -huh. You know, the, those cool, like, where it looks like a switchblade, but it's a phone. Yeah. But, like... They, they were called the switchblade. The switchblade. Yeah. Is that what they called it? And they need... Um, but 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 the basic conceit of that movie, which still feels, I have to say, it, it's it's such a fucking good movie. Mm. Uh, I mean, and, like, I can't tell my dumb kid, like, when Trinity first does the bullet time thing and starts running on the walls, we 
had never seen that before outside of like Hong Kong martial art films. And they put a new spin on it. That was amazing. But what happens? She's got to get to what? So she can get out what she got to do. Pay phone. Got to get to the pay phone. Got to get into the phone booth and she puts her hand up against the glass. I love that. And I mean, the phone is such a huge part of that movie. I mean, they could, you could do that movie without pay phones, but I think that's part of what made it fun is it was a sort of winking, hey, we're having fun with this, that you have to use an analog, you know, inside the Matrix telephone, sorry, spoilers, <laughs> to, to, get, to get back to the, uh, the ship where everybody's clothes are ragged, right? But yeah. I, I totally agree with you. It's, it is, it's, it's frustrating because, but then again, let's, let's bring all our themes together. In okay. that case of my lady who likes to run, she, when she runs in Marin at this point now, um, you know, she's going to go out and do some trail running and see some coyotes, you know, and some mountain lions and stuff. And, and I'm like, look, you, I need to just know that, that like, you're okay. Please understand. I will fret if you're not available on find my friends for mm -hmm. like hours and hours and hours. Cause mm -hmm. that's the kind of family we are just to state the obvious, the three, three, sentient, the three sentient adults in our house are the sole three people. We have a three-person Find My Find Friends network, which is, we, I can see where my other two family members are. They can see where their other two family members are. We always mm -hmm. leave it on. It's always there. We never have to ask, where are you? Because that's pretty dependable, unless they go completely out of service, which is rare. But, you know, I mean, I guess the twist today is you're the creepy, not you, but one is the creepy boyfriend and put some spyware on there. You put oh. an air tag on their truck or something like that. But like, I don't know, it's, it, I wonder if that makes it more difficult for a, a young person to enjoy like an old movie where you just don't know things. You don't know. Okay, another one, one of my favorite movies, Little Miss Sunshine, we were watching again. When Otley accidentally, spoilers, they accidentally leave Olive at the gas station and they mm. drive away because they're so fretful. Mm. And then they got to go back and get her. You think about Home Alone. Home Alone? Really? There's no way any. I know they hand wave this effectively enough for the plot. There's no way anybody could get there. They don't know anyone else. People with a house that big don't not know anyone soul. else in Chicago who can go and check on Kevin. No, not a living soul. Also, the phones are down. Also, they didn't have a quarter. Oh, and then, then but then you get John Candy, who's, who's wonderful in that. Yeah, I, I want to, like you say, I want. I want facial recognition to work, but I don't want the city to be spying on me when I walk around. I want to be able to look out at, at and have my cameras that I bought for $20 each tell right. me every single person that comes up to the front door. You don't, But you don't want the cops to subpoena that so they can still nope. play with your ding-dong. Well, and also I don't want it to, well, I don't play with my ding-dong out in front in front of the house. Not anymore. But, uh, but I also don't want it to trigger every time a car goes by on the road 100 yards away. And I want it all to be, and, and, you know, and I just, I just want my, I basically, I just want to look at the war in Ukraine on my phone and, and it does a great job at that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. uh, but, but it's so funny how, how they edge you up to, it's kind of like being in a relationship with, um, with someone with borderline personality disorder. Oh, tell me more about that. The technology. I think I might be in a relationship. Not, not, not my, not, not in my household. But, but, but in a separate one. Well, I, I, I. You know, I've I have dealings with people I know. Who, who have a little, little bit of black and white thinking, a little bit of a fear of abandonment, a little bit of uh, yeah, of those aspects. Yeah, you live in Chicago, but you know other people. Right? Yeah, huh? Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I see. Kevin! Yeah. So, so you know, being in a relationship with the borderline person. <laughs> on the Pepsi Fuller. <laughs> it's still funny. And his eyebrows go up like, oh. oh. <laughs> and now, and now, and now he's in, uh, he's in movies, that kid. That's the brother of Kevin. Did you know that? Yeah. The brother yeah. of Kevin. The brother that's of what, Kevin. That's, that's what it says right in the, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. right at he's, the end. He's, he's on Fargo. He, he's he's in Fargo season two. He he was on Succession. He's in Scott Pilgrim. I love that actor. You know, every time he shows up on the screen in that in uh, in that movie, he ste- he's a scene stealer. He's in, a real uh, scene in Home stealer. Alone. Yeah, in Home Alone. Oh, he's so perfect. He really so, steals the scene. So perfect. Um, you you want that stuff to work, but you don't. And, and this is the part thing, of well, the thing about border, borderline personality. Oh, sorry, person yes, is that is that they they make you think that just if you just get the next thing, if if you just solve this this problem that's right in front of us, then everything's going to be fine. But until this problem is solved, everything's a disaster. And so you're always you always feel like God. If we can just work out this one this one last dispute. It's going to be the thing, you know, we're going to finally have clarity. We're finally going to understand what the, what the parameters are. We're going to understand each other. It, no, on, the- I, I don't know this part. Is this, this is a part of it is like a whole, like, like our relationship hinges on this thing getting squared away and then we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's a big aspect. And that, and that feels like in a, in a way, my relationship with technology, like, oh, I'm just so close to like I, when I was, when I was first. When I first bought this house, friend of the show, Matt Howie, wrote me and he was like, oh, well, what you have to do is you have to put in Cat 7 line uh-huh. in all the walls so that you can have, uh, you know, you can have cameras everywhere, but also right. you, you can You want to be have, forward compatible, you yeah, get the best cat you can. Lightning mm-hmm. fast computers get that and all this e stuff. out, get you some, some Cat 12. Get Cat 12. And then, you know, and I had guys over here and I was like, well, what if we put Cat 12 in all the walls? Not even knowing what I'm talking about. And sure. they were like, oh, you can't even get Cat 12. Uh-uh. And then I was like, well, if you can't get Cat 12, I don't want Cat 11. Yeah. And now you're the sucker. Now I'm the sucker, right? Uh-huh. So now I spend, so, so I spend a lot of time. So a kid came and doorbell dashed me the other day. I did, you know what they call that in New England? They call it Ding Dong Ditch. Ding Dong Ditched. Yeah. He called me, you know, something. And he was young. He mm-hmm. wasn't a, he wasn't one of these swim club kids. Okay. He, he was, God, he couldn't have been more than 12. Right. Maybe but 13. He, was he being mischievous, you think? Well, he was wearing a hoodie. Oh boy. I don't want to give this away. He was wearing a hoodie that was a baby Yoda hoodie. So the, oh. the whole, the, he had the ears on top of the hoodie. Aww. It was like fleece. And it, and when it was zipped up. It had it. It didn't make him look exactly like Baby no, Yoda. No, my kid had one of these from Minecraft. Where you scrape it over your face, and it makes you look like a Minecraft. I, I know what you're talking about. Well, but it, but but the but the you know you could see his face. It was that the shirt actually had Baby Yodas on it. Mm. Do you remember in the 70s when you it's would got buy Yodas and shit on it? Yeah, you would buy like a you would buy a deputy dog uh, Halloween costume, and it would have a, deputy... a, a, a a cheap mask, and then um, uh, an apron, an apron. Basically, like apron, a medical apron covered with deputy dogs. That's the thing. The, the Which is not what have, deputy dog wore. There before, you go. Yeah. See, that's exactly right. I God. wanted a deputy dog costume that looked like deputy I dog. Not, deputy like, dog. <laughs> not like deputy dog wearing a shirt with a bunch of pictures of himself on it. Nobody does that. <laughs> what the hell? Are you mental? Although that would be a great Can you imagine you sweatshirt. going as yourself and wearing a shirt with John Roderick's all over it? <laughs> I, if you had a sweatshirt that had just pictures of Merlin Mann, like all over it, kind of random. Oh, that'd be so oh, cute. I would do that. Great. That would, that's, oh my God. Why Ugh. do we not have those? 
Well, anyway, okay. we'll sell it through Cotton Bureau. So I'm sitting in the bathtub, uh-huh. and and I hear I hear this, Ugh. and I'm like, oh, what the hell is that? You know, the middle of the afternoon. So I go, I pick up my phone. I'm like, I'm in the bathtub. I'm going to look at the camera. So I look at the camera. Nobody's there. Hmm. So I go, oh, well, I'm going to look at the replay fe- feature. Okay. So I look at the replay feature and here comes baby Yoda up the, up the walk. Mm-hmm. He comes up to the front door and I'm looking at him. It's 12 year old kid wearing a baby Yoda hoodie, but I can see his face and he knocks on the door real fast and then he runs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. The camera didn't let me, it's, it, it, the camera was pointed right at him, but because it, because it's the, because it's 2022 and not 2024, I couldn't have told you, I, you know, he had, his hair had a little, some, somebody had bleached a little, he had bleachy bangs or something, you know, he was, it sounds like this kid comes from money. He's a, he's a moneyed kid. And what I worried about, because you know, this is where your mind goes. Uh-huh. I worried that he was the younger brother of one of the swim team dudes. Oh God. You say he's a sort of an apprentice rascal. Yeah. He's like the, he's like the, the kid that, and, and all of the teens, all of the, the, the bad teens are around the corner going, go, go knock on his door. Yeah. They're jumping him in. And I'm really hoping <laughs> again, I'm just hoping that, that if I have become old man, you know, Smithers in this neighborhood and all the kids are like, yeah, weird old guy lives in that house. And he yells at you when he come in your, you know, <laughs> he's got go, cameras in his trees. Go knock, go knock on the door and run. <laughs> you know, like, that's fine. I just don't want anybody to be like, let's firebomb his house. Oh dear. But, but so I had, that'd so be quite had, an escalation. Well, you know, kids, I do. they don't, you know, they don't have boundaries because I, don't, I, I can't, I can't finish the thought. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so I have this video of this kid in a Yoda shirt knocking on my door and I'm like, this is not worth anything. Like I have it and it feels like I should. And oh, and there are people I know for a fact that would go on one of those next door oh, uh, neighborhood abs- sites. Anybody recognize this kid? Very next door shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody recognize this kid? He, do- he doorbelled that. He ding dong ditched me today. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to put a picture of an 11 year old kid on the yeah, who's, is that who doing an innocent be? thing. No. Yeah. Oh. But I, but I also, you know, I don't. Why do I have a security system? Oh, that that's the thing. I have the security system, and so little things like that become emergencies in your mind in order to justify having. You know, I have the cameras, and now this I is have, what I worry about with guns. I've caught a scoff law. I've caught some, you know, we need the whole to, reason I got this was for situations like this. Exactly. Even though it's a non thing, even though 99% but of the time. But if it didn't work for that, who's to say it's going to work for the, the PLO coming to get you? Exactly. I'm worried about that. But in under, in, at any other time in my life, if I'd been <laughs> in the bathtub and somebody had Wait gone, a minute, knock, not knock, the knock, PLO, knock, the SLA. The SLA? That's the ones that got Patty Hearst. The PLO is Yasser Arafat. I think yeah, he passed. They also got Patty Hearst. Don't you oh, remember when the PLO kidnapped Patty I Hearst? I did not know that. That's when they robbed the Hibernia Bank near our house. You know, I live near the bank oh, she robbed. Oh, that's right. That's right yeah. by there. Mm-hmm. Don't be creepy. The uh, the thing I was thinking about this morning, so I don't know. Not, not that this show needs a Ukraine segment every week. I'm fine with it. I got nowhere to be. But, um, you know, there's all these things, all these fires. Like there's fire in this fire there's fire in a the hole there's fire in the gas plant there's fire in the 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 uh the science plant there's fire over, and then the train goes off the rails there's all these little things happening in russia 
Mm-hmm. Miles and miles and miles and In Russia miles. or Ukraine? In Russia. Okay. And Ukraine is not taking responsibility. They're not claiming responsibility oh, for I any see, of these I fires. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, all of a sudden, how strange. The huh, chemical ain't plant. Ain't that a coinky ding? Yeah. The chemical plant that makes all the solvents that turn out to be necessary for rocket fuel caught on fire and there's no other plant in russia that makes that stuff interesting so, whoops, yeah some you know that sounds what like was? your f- former uh, fake employer the cia uh, it, what it was a cow knocked over a tar pot <laughs> onto what? onto somebody's lamp it was a mrs o'leary type situation so nobody's saying ukraine is doing the thing where they're like they're yeah. not even commenting on it at all mm. and the russians of course aren't going to say it. it's the ukrainians they're going to they keep saying it was mm-hmm. you know somebody it was a short in the uh, the coffee pot but yeah. I, I woke up this morning because if you if you look at the that's at the, what I get for buying cheap coffee pot. Cheap coffee pot. You, you look at the commentary and everybody's like, "That's special forces and Ukraine's using drones uh, and chirp, chirp, derp, derp, derp." And but I, I I sat up I sat up in bed this morning and I was like, "It's Stuxnet. It's Stuxnet. that's that Israeli uh, network that causes things to. That's yeah. that, that's the Mister Robot ish thing where you can screw. It's not munitions, but Stuxnet was the thing that got into like the centrifuges, institutional like was did it was it nuclear facilities that it was attacking? Yeah, it, they they in Iran they had this they had centrifuges that were that were uh, um, condensing you know fizzable material into mm-hmm. whatever Ukraine you know um, whatever they needed to to make bombs, and they got they the Stuxnet got in the computers that were running the centrifuges and made them spin really fast until they broke. Okay. And Ugh. I just realized all these fires are just are just Stuxnet is turning the coffee pot on in the middle of the night and then making it right. because it's a coffee pot that's probably linked up. It's like one of these home network what coffee you're saying, pots. You're, what you're saying is it might be defective, but it's uh, nominally smart. It's a smart coffee it's pot. It's a smart coffee pot. It, do, it, it makes your coffee with nine colors of light. Mm-hmm. Every once, you know, it can play push push in the bush uh, mm-hmm. on its little uh, eight bit speaker, and it's connected. That's just to what your... you want to hear at six thirty. Hey, and you can control it from your phone, and you think you're living in the future, right? Like I'm going to turn my coffee pot on. This beeps. Somebody reasons. knocked on the door. I'm going to look in my phone. And meanwhile, Stuxnet is in there, like you know. Just turn everything on, turn the oven on, but turn it on to broil and just leave it on all night. And then it's going to burn up. And then all of a sudden the chemical yeah, that's plant what explodes. Mi- that's what Mr. Robot did to where all the financial records were stored. Made, made the, oh. he, he screwed with the, uh, the HVAC system and, oh. then, and then caused this, did some mischief that way. Yeah, was that's, that season that's, two? Was that Mr. Robot uh, season two? Probably, but that's the kind of thing you worry about, right? Is getting into like so. dam systems or like yeah, anything where there's computers, right? That mm-hmm. are, because uh, they're not, as they say, air gap. The whole point is that you can get to them through a network. Mm-hmm. If you can get to them through a network and you can exercise vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So although I know the PLO does not want to get into my phone in order to to turn my uh, cameras on so they heat up and I don't know what, they <laughs> make a black spot on a tree. This will inconvenience him. <laughs> it's why I don't have any cameras in the house, mm-hmm. right? I don't mm-hmm. want any, I don't want to be walking around and having the cameras, you know, uploading my underwear pictures. You should have to pay for that. It's an OnlyFans thing. That's an, oh, well, you know what I've thought about? I've thought about doing that. Oh, I've thought about OnlyFans. OnlyFans. It seems like a way you can get in the side door a little bit. It's yeah. the side door. And that, well, yeah, I the think, side door, like this Patreon stuff. I mean, boy, that, that site is just really rough to use. 
Yeah. It's not, it's not just, and, and, and OnlyFans would probably be very excited to go like, oh my God, here's, here's John Roderick. And so far he doesn't want to put his dingus on camera. This is going to really raise our profile. Yeah. I, somebody suggested that I just go on there and read, uh, read Jabberwocky or Kipling or something. Oh, can you imagine me reading Kipling? How, how canceled I would get so every week? Super canceled. Yeah. Oh boy. Ricky but you know, be- Ricky Ticky canceled. <laughs> It's, oh, it's, <laughs> it's for fans only. It's for fans only. Oh, for fan, oh fan, and they wouldn't narc on you, you're saying? They wouldn't, they wouldn't. Okay, I see. You know, I used to think no. Um, I saw so many mongooses uh, when I was in Hawaii, too. You're oh, kidding. I, no, there are mongooses everywhere, and uh, or mongoose, and and uh, and I think Ricky Tiki Tavi every time. Oh, of course. I used to love the cartoon. I don't know the book at all, but I loved the cartoon as a kid. But I also... In front of the grocery store in Molokai, Merlin, there was a phone booth and it had a phone. <laughs> An operating phone? Well, so I, I, I saw it and I leaned up against it for a while looking at it. I was waiting, I was waiting for uh, my daughter's mother slash partner to come out of the grocery store because the grocery and store- they wouldn't give a, you quarters to ride the rocket? Well, the sign said, one family member at a time, please. So One oh, family? Is that for COVID? Yeah. So oh, they cool. wouldn't, you could only go in- only one member of your family, like they stopped you at the door. So I was like, well, I'll just stand in front of the store, I guess. Huh. And I was leaning against a, uh, I was talking to a, uh, to a woman who was kind of in her sixties and she was telling me that, you know, she left Molokai when she was a teenager back in the seventies and she moved to America and she like did drugs and partied and she was, she was just right there in front of the grocery store. She yeah, started she offering was, this up. She was, she was telling me that she was you real sexy. Asked? I, yeah, I okay. did. You know, I'm always asking, like, you what's your story? Yeah, what's your deal? And she was like, oh, I used to be so sexy and rock and roll, and now I'm back here on Molokai because I'm, you know, I'm old. But you wouldn't believe the things I've seen. I was like, I would believe them. Tell me so more. So now you're getting into Coleridge territory. This feels, this feels very rhyme of the ancient man. <laughs> it does. But I was leaning, <laughs> leaning against, I should do that. I should night, be Coleridge. You should go to weddings with, with an albatross. <laughs> hey, nice wedding, huh? I lean against I'm so the glad booth. I went to liberal arts school. I know it all pays off. It pays off in the end. <laughs> now, just now, put that put the Coleridge reference back in your pocket. And, yep, yep, and yep. Next year there will be another opportunity. Uh huh. And uh, and Xanadu did Kubelkana Stanley Pleasure Dome decree. That's from Citizen Kane. So 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 I looked at this phone booth for like twenty minutes. Quick question. Oh, quick yeah. just real quick. Um because I, I I'm hoping it's the full effect. Was it the kind with with the door or just the kind where it's like a like a kiosk? Uh, it was a it was a kiosk. Yeah, yeah. It, you just don't see the booths anymore. No. And then then I got up the I got up the because it's COVID too, so I didn't want to just be grabbing every and any old public phone, even though I hadn't seen one in four years. Oh yeah, Jimmy, yes. But mm. I grabbed it and I picked put it to my ear and ah oh, it didn't work. No oh, dial man. tone. People probably uh, strip them down. You know the way you would um, take the uh, the screens out, out of a faucet so you can make a bong out of anything? I sure I wonder do. if people were stripping existing phone kiosks for some kind of malign purpose. What could you do? I don't know. I mean, I guess you, you know, I know you could use time wise. You, you, you probably can't screw them off. Could you, could you get free long distance? <laughs> if you have your Captain Crunch whistle. <laughs> oh, I can't whistle like I used to. Neat. Yeah. Do, do um, you remember when Mad Magazine printed um, some <laughs> like fake money and and there was a period of like two weeks where you could put the money into the into the money changers and get coins back? Well, you mean like at a video game place? You mean like yeah. a, a dollar dollar? Make it four quarters for a dollar. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and mostly and quarters. <laughs> it was the it was the rare instance where I had the magazine. Uh-huh. I heard that you could do this. Did you think this actually worked? Yeah. And I purportedly. went and did it before they had changed the the uh before they had gone in and fixed the bug. So I put Mad Mag magazine money into the coin machine. <laughs> at, money. At the, at the, um, it wasn't at the, it wasn't at the laundromat. It was next to the laundromat. There was one of those self car wash places. Sure. Yeah. And the kind, kind had, of place that, uh, have you said, uh, former athletes buy? Yeah. Thank athlete. you. That's exactly right. That it's, is it's, who always, owns it's always them. big guys in suits that uh, I've invested in, uh, in those, in the self-serve car washes. I was, I was at a little, one of those little freestanding coffee kiosks the other day I pulled in. It was right next to one of these car washes. One of those ones like a photo map? A photo mat. Yeah. And I said, as I was getting the coffee, I was like, how long has this place been here? I don't remember ever seeing it before. And she was like, oh, it's been here like five or six years. You know, we're open 24 hours. And I said, this little kiosk in, in between. Somebody has get, to sit in there at three in the morning and wait for someone to get coffee. This want is coffee? what I want. I was because not on the way to anywhere. It's not next to anything. Right. It's between a gas frequently station. Frequently you'll see those near like a clover. Well, you used to call it cloverleaf. You'll like, like a highway entry. You yeah. know what I mean? Place you yeah, can buzz right. in, get get your uh, triple caffa skinny loca, mm -hmm. and then just hit the road. And this place buzz in, buzz out. That's see, like the car wash place. That does sound like a little bit of a money laundering thing. Well, so so I'm I'm expressing incredulity. Yes, like who is coming here at three in the morning? And she said, "Yeah, and the car wash place too. They're owned by the same guy, oh. and he keeps them open twenty four hours." Oh interesting that's very interesting because it seems like labor is one of your big costs that's got to be money laundering john and i said so i'm 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 like the the wait a minute the car wash is open all night in all winter like yeah, in the middle like of the I, winter i can't sleep because my car's dirty yeah and that's right and i need a coffee and as we're talking somebody comes out of the car wash and like so, somebody and it's like a, it's like a it's like a like a zippity zapped up car and uh and they like peel out mm. and she rolls her eyes and goes you wouldn't believe how many times a day that happens huh. and i was like wow this is a it's like a microcosm it's a mini world here like it's a small universe it's a television show worth of content uh absolutely the as seen from the coffee kiosk it's like, I don't know. It's a, I, I felt like I had fallen. But it's a viewport. Sometimes you get a viewport into a little bit of the world. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure that it's owned by a very large former professional sports person. Yes. There's no other explanation for no. it. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, I, I don't, I don't know why. Um, gosh, I'm trying to find this wonderful photo of the first time my kid ever saw a phone booth. Um, Toddler-ish <laughs> aged. And um, yeah, we were on our way to the zoo and we were like, fixing to go to the zoo and like there was this one i'm sure it's gone now but like the kid actually it was so funny had no idea other I, other things like this first time you're in a hotel room with a kid who's old enough to watch tv but not old enough to have been in a lot of hotel rooms and it's like you can't just watch what's on the tivo or you can't just watch what's on the dvd you oh. have to watch whatever is on and you can't skip the commercials oh. and like that that's that's tv and, and then of course i use that as a Great teachable moments go. There used to be like this when I was a kid. Crank it when the Union Army came over the hill. <laughs> they were covered with bed bugs and the buttons had rusted. 
Uh, yeah, I, well, no, fortunately for me, I, I will occasionally do that because it's a fun thing. And my kid likes every, my kid believes that, uh, well, probably mostly for good reasons that almost every story I have to share from my childhood is sad. Like I don't oh. have that many, I have a few, I have a handful of like good, happy stories, but most of them are sad stories about privation. Oh yeah. And sometimes I'll find a way to, to leverage to that, but I really have tried to move out of the, like, you kids have it easy. This is how, you know, blah, blah sort of stuff is, but. But the, the, I don't know if you got the thing. I might have sent it to the wrong person. I sent you that Radio Shack page. Well, let me see here. <clears throat> did I? Did you send it to the wrong person? That's the first no, question we have to answer. Oh, no, here it is. Oh, wow. Look at this. Oh, this is the president's birthday sale. Zero percent interest, no payments don't until delay. May. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is from, this reports to be from 1991. You get a Tandy 1000. It's a little bit of a stretch, but not much. 1599. Which in nineteen ninety dollars is like seven thousand dollars. Quarter of a million dollars now. Yeah. Oh uh, wow. Twenty me twenty memory speed dial phone. One thing that happens with this stuff, John, this is not news to you, but it's something I need to say because I need to be reminded of this is well on the one hand you say like, well, technology can be used for all these different purposes, you know. What I was going to say is that just because the technology is available doesn't mean we need to pursue it, especially if we have not figured out how it will improve what we do. There are certain kinds of things in life that, that like, you're not going to appreciate. The idea of a microwave didn't make a ton of sense until you had one. And then, of course, mm. everybody's like, how did we ever do without a microwave? Not everybody, but people like me, because I am the master of the microwave. But then there's another kind where it's like, I, I don't want to make bring, bring the show down, but, like, it really bums me out when we, you take something, some piece of technology like uh, that, the and again, another Israeli company, NSO, the company with Pegasus that can like bust into your phone. And and the thing is, you say, oh, we make this product primarily to be used, you know, for finding, uh, it's always, you know, uh, think of the children stuff. Whether oh, that's the children. child predators, whether that's, you know, people selling drugs or like doing something really, really malign and terrible. But like, that's the thin end of the wedge, and then it gets used for everything. Yeah. And that's that's what I, it makes me so sad the way that, I mean, when's the last, I mean, for example, I started watching Slow Horses, which is pretty good, on Apple TV, which takes place in England. And, and like, you no longer, is this was equally true in Skyfall. You don't even need to mention that London is a city where every square, as they say, centimeter is covered by CCTV. Right. And it becomes important at some point, Judy Dench or similar, or in this case, Kristen, uh, what's her name from the Weddings and a Funeral movie, says, mm -hmm. oh, give me all the footage from that, you know, one centimeter place. Right. And because that's going to stop crime and this is going to do all of these things. And like, it's just how easily once that thing is something we use to catch child predators, that it becomes used for whatever. And I hate that. Yeah. I. I, you you know I've I've tried really hard. We all we've tried in in my family really hard to keep digital stuff away from uh -huh. our kid. Yeah. Just because it was, I know everybody. It's it's we're not judgmental about it. It's not a thing that we think it that anybody else shouldn't. You know, like well, I've got a lot of friends, uh, you know, including you that have digital relationship with their kid from young. You know, yeah. Jonathan Colton gave him Col their the classic Colton versus Hodgman dilemma. Yeah, right. The, they all had phones. It's when like they flight were two. versus invisibility, but for guys named John. And we just didn't see a reason for it, and we definitely didn't want her to have an iPad, even though you could you can extol the virtues of iPads to the heavens. We just didn't want. We just didn't want. It. It's yep. just not. And so, but now she's eleven, 
and she wants independence, some, some measure of independence. She's like, can I go to, can I walk to the park by myself? Can I go do this on my own? Can I be left alone? I think you'd established there were some places that, uh, your kid can go on their bike. Yep. And not other places. You can go between these two houses, you know, but, but stay but on the roads and out of the moors. We're stay out of the moors. That's right. And we're looking, we're looking now into the future and, and the thing is that a lot of the stories that I tell from my childhood, the ones that aren't about privation, the ones that aren't about <laughs> when I got off the road and into the moor, are all about, you Stuck know. Stuck into uh, the pub to warm up a little bit. Yeah, they all, but they all have, the, the ones that I tell that are, that are happy, that are, that have a joyous element are like, you know what? Nobody used to care where we were. I'd, I'd walk out the door and I'd be gone all day and nobody even knew I was gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was amazing. And I would start fires in, in abandoned houses yes. and, you know, and she, she always, she kind of rolls her eyes, but she's also, I think, very intrigued by a time when kids weren't monitored. Yeah. Sure. And so it was now, like that in my, it was like that in my, in my wife's family, whereas, you know, she lives on a cul-de-sac and is the youngest of seven. And instead of like, you have to be home by the time the lights, the streetlights come on, their edict, I think more often, especially in the summer, was you're not allowed to come home until the streetlights come on. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, there's, yeah, this, right. there's this, like, uh, not a compound in the Kennedy sense, but, like, there's these six houses or eight houses or whatever. Everybody knows each other. You know, it doesn't mean nothing bad happened because, you know, it was Rhode Island. But, like, still, you could go to the beach. You could go to the whatever. Like, it was, like, you were encouraged to get out and do that, you know? And there's about a million reasons that that's, it's not that way today. But... Yeah, that's that's the dream. Is yeah, the parents were like, we don't want to see you. At you sure can't all. be. You're not going to be in here watching TV. That's for damn sure. Well, so but the the dilemma right now is that those times when she does get that measure of independence, she's like, I'm going to ride my bike to point X, which we you know we all know, and and um, mm-hmm. and it and it feels fine. But then in that in between land in the in the upside down. Yeah. When she has left one place and isn't in another, we don't have an air tag on her and she doesn't have I a phone. Know. That is and it's the, like, that's why, yes, sorry. Oh, go ahead, but no, well, I, this is something we actually practiced. And I, I said to my lady friend in one of my very rare moments of, uh, wisdom, I think I, I said, look, you know, the kid wants to be able to, first thing is you've never had your kid not out of view when you weren't freaking out. Right. The one time I lost, not lost my kid, but couldn't see my kid in public was at a target. It was about 45 seconds and I almost lost my mind because I'm that particular guy. Mm-hmm. But what I was saying to Madeline was like, like, like our kid needs to practice not being able to see us. But I'll tell you a secret. We are the ones who really need to practice not being able to see the kid. And we need to learn to tolerate a lack of information. Otherwise, we're going to lose our goddamn minds and the kid's not going to get to grow. It's really hard. Well, you know, my my little girl and I used to rehearse this all the time. It was a game that we would play if we went to a mall or to a big outdoor <laughs> event where, you know, do you remember this? I would say, like, go all the way. I'm thinking, you know, for some reason, I'm thinking of Jimmy and uh, The Wire doing front and follow with his two kids. But you're out there doing ops. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We did them. I would say, okay, do you see all the way at the end of the mall? You can barely see it all the way through the Sears. You go in the Sears mm-hmm. and then to the other side of the Sears. Do you see that? that place, that escalator, and you can see the thing. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, go there. And when you get there, turn around and, and wave. Oh my God. I love this. But is it in eyesight the whole time? Well, but, 
as soon as she starts to move, she's in a crowd. You can't see her. And she's littler than a lot of the people. She's a little, she's little, right? And so, and she's moving. So I'm sitting and I, you know, I, yeah, I can keep an eye on her path and I would see her pop up and reappear and this and that and the other. And she would get all the way to the end of the mall to the, you know, to just where the, where you start to see the, the mists of the haze of, of distance. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm, And then, mm -hmm. then her little head would pop up all the way down by the escalator Mm -hmm. and she would wave and I would wave. And, and it was all part of this rehearse. Yeah. Like front follow. Exactly. Like, okay, here's the, here's the operation. Like you go to there and then I'll go to there and you'll see me in the third location. But, (laughs) but, but now we're at a point where we're not quite at a point where, okay, we're at the mall. Meet me back here in an hour. No, because... no, you're, I mean, I, I totally feel you. I mean, just for what it's worth, my kid who was always so shy and sort of, um, cautious, I guess I would say, I mean, the kid of today who rides Muni around town and like announces that they're going to go to the mall with friends after school. Like I could never, again, on Muni, like totally on their own. Yeah, Like right. I, I, I still am, I still smile, honestly, every time that happens that we got to this and nothing happened, but boy, that space from, I see you all the time to sometimes I just don't know where you are. You're right. You are right at that cusp right now. Aren't you? Well, I am. And, and the, and, and the she, tech- she's rattling the cage. She wants to get out and go, go do things and to be not be seeable. Probably she does. And she knows. And what, and the thing is what she wants is a phone. <laughs> And she knows <laughs> that a phone what? is the solution to the issue, well, right? Like, just give me a phone. Spoiler alert, it's the solution for you, too. <laughs> and, I love being able to see where my kid is. <laughs> well, and she, and she would absolutely, like, sign off on that. Like, oh, yeah, you can see where I am at all times. Like, she would be, she'd probably feel more secure with that, too. But what a phone is, is a portal to hell. Yeah. It, it has been for me. The potential's definitely there. And to take the phone and, and fill it with restrictions so that she can't, but you know, the, the hell that's on a phone is just that she's up in the middle of the night texting her friends going, oh my God, did you see what she was wearing type of stuff that it's like, no, I just don't want that. I don't want that to be the thing that dominates her downtime. When you very first brought this up in talking about the, not wanting the kid to have electronics, um, historically, the thing that was going through my head that I imagine goes through your head is. Well, there's a state that we're in right now, which is that's the default state. My kid is on an electronic device all the time. In fairness, so are all of their friends. Like yep. that's that is the world now. Yeah, it's that's not nineteen ninety one anymore. There is all of that. But you know, we've we've seen upsides and downsides to that. But I I, I can very much appreciate and sympathize with, understand I have so much aloha for people who are like, Hey, I don't want my kid to become another one of those kids that's always looking at a phone or an iPad. And that does make it somewhat about us, the parents, but I totally understand that. It's not particularly realistic if you know what kids are like today, but I totally appreciate it because we have all of our own misty colored memories, misty watercolor memories of of hanging out on the cul-de-sac till the lights come on. But that's not, I mean, an 11 year old kid in my neighborhood shouldn't be out there too far away on their own because it's a city. Yeah. Although I remember the Hodgman's oldest girl, she got a, um, she got into one of those New York high schools. That's like, Oh wow. That's the high school that you get into. If you can get into that high school. Is it a Waldorf high school? Some, no, it was some, it's a, they take the SAT with blocks. It's all the public schools, but it's like, uh, you know, 
Are you going to get into Yale from New York City? Oh, no. it's, it's, a, it's a, what do they call it? A feeder school. Yeah, but if you are going to get into Yale, like there's zero chance you're going to get into Yale, but if you are going to get into Yale, yes, it, you're going to go to this It school. will have been via here. Spoiler alert, she did get into Yale. Who, but, your kid? No, not my kid, but, but Hodgman's, Hodgman's daughter. Well, Hodgman. Oh, wow. Good, good yeah. for her. Yeah, congratulations that's to her. That's supposed she's, to be a good school. It's a nice school. Yeah, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's um, and I think she's it's no brown. She's, she's smarter than her than her father. But good. she at that point did she get a mustache? Freshman year, no. no. Freshman year or maybe eighth grade, mm -hmm. she got into this feeder school, and it required that she wake up in the morning, walk to the subway, take the subway out to Coney Island or some crazy thing, <laughs> and, and go to school, and then take the subway home. And it was, and she was so confident. She was just like, I can do this. And that's the last we're going to talk about it. And her parents were like, okay. Um, you know, at this point, had she had any experience doing that on her own? Oh, I Probably think kids in, kids in New York take the subway Absolutely. and they mm -hmm. walk around their neighborhood. They know where their friends are. So, so, you know, living in a city, I, we don't is the problem. I live out here in the country. For all I know, my own forest is full of uh, child predators because if you listen to the Congress, they're everywhere. Oh, they're uh, what they call uh, grooming and they, they got ghillie suits. Yeah. So they, they, they can get out there and they, and they, they fit right in with the bramble. I'm looking out the window right now. I see groomers everywhere I look, and that's not what I want. But also, all you see is is like uh, is push broom mustaches and ghillie suits. <laughs> I'm so chafed. But she has never so far the digital thing. She has because she goes to Montessori school and they're all doing the SAT with blocks. <laughs> <laughs> she has yet to come and say You've earned you, this quill pen. <laughs> she has yet to come and say, You are ruining my life by not letting me have a phone. Oh. She hasn't she hasn't said it yet because I don't think any of her I don't think any of those kids they all have parents like like us, right? Who are like the newspaper mm -hmm. or, and the, and they're millennials. A lot of those parents are millennials. So they've never seen a newspaper either. Oh, right. But they're like, I have an app on my iPad that emulates a newspaper. Well, try Try to train your puppy on an iPad. Huh? Am I right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, when your pet bird dies, are you going to wrap it in an iPad? That's right. When you, when you buy a nice fresh fish at that big fish market where they throw the fish, you're going to wrap it in an iPad? Wrap it in an iPad? So I, so I, I think every other kid at her school does have an iPad, but they have Montessori parents. So they're doing like video games oh. that, that they, they are, don't print, they, they don't print them out. They, they, they draw them based on what's on screen. Yeah. And they're mm -hmm. all educational and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they're all playing Minecraft because of course that's educational kind mm -hmm. of, I guess it's math because Legos are healthy toys, but she's yet to say like, if I don't get an Instagram account, then I'm a nobody. Or if, you know, like all my friends are texting each other at night and I'm not included. Like she hasn't done any of that yet. Right. And, you're you're and kind of bracing. You feel like you're sort of bracing for it. I don't know. I feel like. What'll well, happen? Mm -hmm. I'm going to move to Italy and maybe in Italian, it, 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 it'll be even harder. Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> Thursday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, but I, I, I'm Apollonia I, too soon. <laughs> she's so pretty. She's so pretty. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was such a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. that I really, <laughs> <laughs> How much of a late bloomer were you? I was such, a, I late was such a late bloomer. Oh, white sauce. Not a problem. It sucks to have a crush on a dead woman. You know, pictures of Lily kind of thing. Oh my God. Uh, 
all of my crushes are on women who were 40 years older than me. Oh, it's like, the oh, pictures I'm, of Lily really landed on me, not just for the implied uh, onanism, but but for the whole like, oh my God, I have a crush on someone and I didn't realize they were, well, if I'm being honest, either really, really old or totally dead. I uh, I was on an airplane and I was watching whatever movie, you know, kind of yeah, just flipping through on the seat, yeah. whatever movie, whatever movie. And I came upon this black and white movie with Steve McQueen and Natalie Wood. Oh my God. And it's a very, it was a very progressive movie from the mid sixties, early to mid sixties. She had just been in West Side Story. Yeah. And it's not by Misty it, for me, but there's one, uh, that's, that's Eastwood, but there's one with a name kind of like that. Maybe it's a, it's this crazy movie where they had a one night stand. Mm -hmm. This is you know 1962 wow. or whatever. Had a one night stand. She got pregnant and she, and then the whole like first and second act of the movie are they're trying to get an abortion. And are you kidding me? An no. American movie? Yeah. And abortions uh, are illegal. Sure. They're in New York. So they, they go to this illegal, you know, abortionist and it's all this cloak and dagger stuff. And then <laughs> but, by Mickey Rooney, Miss Go Riley. Yeah. <laughs> I must protest. <laughs> but they're both Catholic and they're all okay. and he's like some jazz bow hipster. Mm -hmm. But the but she is so captivating in this film. She was she was absolutely stunning. E even Just, in the problematic uh John Wayne movie. She's she's boy. She, her features. Yeah. Well, and but then she's you know, this is a dramatic film, right? Sure, and she sure. is acting the the fucking curtains down in every scene where you're like whoa holy what's going on here like you're one of the great actors she's so young oh my god and she's so young because like she, she was in she was in rebel without a cause but then when she was she must have been in her like 20s yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and steve mcqueen already you know a older guy but <clears throat> obviously steve mcqueen is the hip, yes. hippest, most beautiful he, he looks like an old wallet mm -hmm. but uh but then Right at the moment where it's like, are they going to, because clearly they're going to fall in love. They're already in love. Oh, you know? and then they're going to make the right decision. Yeah. Three, three quarters of the way through the movie, you're like, oh, they're going to, they're in love and, and I'm rooting for them. I want them to, I know. you know, have this baby. This is it. This brings everything together. And then the pilot's like, well, we're preparing to land. So up, put your seats in the upright position. And I was like, what? No, no, I gotta, you know, how can you play a movie where, where you can't see the end? And, and then they shut the video system down. Oh no! I, I never 15, found out what happened. No, I had fifteen minutes left to the movie. Oh my god! And uh, and so I went on Amazon when I got back, and I was like, I got to see the end of this movie. And they're like five ninety nine to rent the movie. And I'm like, I'm not gonna pay five ninety nine the end for two bucks. Yeah, to see the end, to just see the last fifteen minutes. So I'm in this crazy state. Totally, I. It's like, it's like being in love. It's like you're in high school. You fall in love with Natalie Wood. And then she dies and it's never resolved. And so you're always in love with Natalie Wood, right? From then on, because there's never been a, Whoa. there's never a reason. That's not how you to make be. a sex pervert. Yeah. Right. Well, not okay. you, but I mean like that, that's a way that that's the kind of thing that, that's going to really mess. See, I was thinking more of, you know, uh, uh, Diana Rigg who had a big crush on, on the Avengers. And like when she's, uh, when she's like, was she a Tyrell? Like mm. in, in Game of Thrones where she ends up mm. telling, oh, sorry, spoilers. I want Cersei to know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, check her out. And I showed I showed my kid pictures of her 
from James Bond, you know, where she was in the George Lazenby James Bond. And it's like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's all just, it's all just so weird. It's like, like anything. And the reason I'm not, I'm not here trying to be a sex guy and being horny on Maine. What I am mm. trying to say is a phenomenon I've been aware of since my first year of college is that no matter how much I grow up, no how much, no matter how much smarter I get, I will still always imagine everybody at the age they were when I knew them. Right. So, like oh, my friend, my friend, uh, my, my my best friend from first grade, Rob. I, I discovered recently that uh, that he died, and uh, it's just so weird. I'm showing my kid these these photos, and he's a very fit, like you know, handsome guy. But like, it's just so weird. Like I. And why do I say first year of college? Because you go back to the mall for the first time and all those quarterbacks, you know, gained a buck and are pushing a stroller and you're like, wait a minute, you don't look like you did two years ago, let alone like 40. I mean, I, everybody I know is probably old now. I was, <laughs> I mean, I, I am. On... Don't you think that's weird though? When you imagine people, when you imagine your buddies and all, all your pals, uh, like, don't you kind of, when you think of them, don't you see the face of them as a young person? Well, especially in the last few years, we've crossed a certain line where the, uh, the at, dying's at beginning. The, yeah, at the age that we are right now, like there are some people that look amazing, and then there are other people that are like have fallen off. Mm. I was down on the on the beach here uh, in my neighborhood the other day, and kind of sitting uh, in. I, I was I had been introduced to somebody mm -hmm. you know like a like a young couple and we were sitting and talking about oh yeah they used to work in restaurants on capitol hill and they, i was like oh you worked at spinasse isn't that interesting although i felt a little bit thrown under the bus because i'd been told about this woman by my daughter's mother slash partner mm -hmm. and she had said oh yeah she used to work at spinasse and i said to myself in my mind it's the restaurant's called spinasse it always has been spinachi, but but she just said spinach, and she'd been talking to this woman that's that worked there. Is that Italian for spinach? Uh, I don't know. Beats me. Probably, okay. maybe no. Spinach, spinach, spinach is uh, something else. Okay, it's uh, uh anyway. Gordo, they say. So mm -hmm. so she'd just been talking to this woman, and I was like, oh, so maybe the woman that worked there pronounced it spinach when they were talking to each other, and. It's huh. some kind of secret thing, like the way the astronauts say Gemini. Oh, they do say Gemini. I hate it when I pronounce things wrong. Oh, it drives well, me nuts. So anyway, I, then I meet this woman down on the huh. beach, and I'm like, oh, so, and I'm thinking to myself, she, my daughter's mother slash partner said spinach. So I'm talking, so I say to her like, so, oh, I hear that you used to work at spinach. And she's like, yeah, I did. And and we talked for a little while. And then she says, yeah, back when Spinazze first, first opened. And I was like, oh, oh, I got, I got. So you got, you, you had it right the first time. It, well, I knew, I know what the place is called, but I got, I got, you know, bamboo. I think your, I think your daughter's wrong. mother might be gaslighting you. She, I, I, and I said to her later, I was like, oh, why did you do that to me? You said Spinazze. And she was like, oh, did I? And then of course yes. I realized like. That's her thing. Like, oh, I didn't even, what do you mean? Did I? Mm -hmm. Oh, classic. Uh, but anyway, I was down on the beach. I'm talking to the, to this young couple and I see a guy down the beach and I go, is that? And, and it, so he looks like a Seattle rock musician from the early nineties by the name of Mark Olson, who, who played in the band Sage. 
and I was a big fan of Sage. Sage was one of those bands that was in that in that little family of bands, like around Hammerbox, it, or not? They weren't friends, but the you know the, in that era where it seemed like okay, we know who the bands are that are going to be huge grunge rock stars, even though mm-hmm. it hasn't quite happened yet. But then, who are the next bands? Because Seattle's going to make new bands for for the rest of time, and any band that's been in Seattle, pe- this is how this is like. Maybe not of the same style or whatever, but this is how you get like the second wave of like, I don't know, fastbacks flops. Yep. Or um, flop, but like pe- people like that or pick or posies on some level probably right. Posies and 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 Sage was in that in that class right. Uh-huh. Of, and I was I thought they were so great, but of course most of those bands were slightly too interesting to be big. All the second wave bands were indie rock for all intents and purposes. And that's not what the culture was buying at the time. Yeah. You know, that, was, just not, had, that was not the, like the, the thread. I mean, like, again, something like you can, you can hear the precedent of all these different bands in those bands, but like, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't the, it wasn't the long hair. They wanted more like an Alice in Chains kind of thing, right? Yeah. Can you get some more? Dun, 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 yeah. And, right. You know, and, and Sage was like, or whatever they had. They had, they were using jazz chords. It was, it was, it was very rock and roll. Anyway, I was a fan of the band and it was, and it was back before I, you know, when I was just like a, I was just a, a, a worm and I would go up to him after shows and be like, oh, that's, that was so cool. Like what kind of knobs do you have on your amps? Um, what, um, <laughs> does your amp use 110 power or is it 111 or what, you know, just trying to, <laughs> right. just that kid. Mm-hmm. And he was always like, yeah, kid, you know, stay in school, even though we were the same age. Yeah, drink your milk. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. And, you know, over the years, it had been, he'd gone through, you know, some rough patches, some drugs, some this and that, you know, some hard times. It must have been really hard to get out of that scene unscathed. Wow. I mean, a lot of people didn't. Yeah. And I'm looking down the beach and I'm like, is that Mark Olson from Sage on the beach in Normandy Park? What would have to happen to get from the last time I saw him to now? And he looked good. Right. He looked good. His skin was good. He looked healthy. So much Maybe so that I was duff. like, "Well, this is the question: Did he do a duff? Did he did he like get clean? And now he's now he's made it." Well, you don't even know for sure if it's him, right? You don't want to be know. a weirdo. And so I'm standing in this little group of people. You know, the woman that used to work at Spinas. And, and I say, I say to the group, she could have helped you. (laughs) I say to the group, she could have just leaned forward and with some familiarity go, it's Spinasse. And I, and then I would have been like, I know what the fucking restaurant's called. I ate that for you. Anyway, I go, is that Mark Olson from, from Sage? And I look at the group of people that are assembled there and they're all just five years too young to have ever heard of Sage or to know anything about what I'm talking about. You know, they're all. Mm-hmm. whatever that is millennial cusps who didn't who weren't there you know they weren't there in 91 and 92 and so they're all like huh and i'm like oh no what am i supposed to do like they don't know who he is i'm not just going to waltz up to some guy on the beach that and say like hey if if you got if if you got clean 10 years ago you might be mark olson from sage <laughs> and but i couldn't stop looking at him cuz we're at that age right he could be he could be in really good shape at our age, or he could be younger than us and and in bad shape. And in any he case, be, he probably didn't go to the beach <clears throat> to have a discussion about who he is. Well, and he's got, you know, and he's like on the beach, like 
like I'm on the beach, right? Metal detector. Well, no, he's dressed. He's dressed like I am. He's a. Oh, oh. this is the other clue, right? He's kind of. He's a hipster, and okay. this is a neighborhood where there are not very many hipsters. And so, I say, I can't. You know, I can't be on the beach with with Mark Olson and not say hi because it would be that would be a crime. And so I have to risk it not being him. I get it. And so I march down the beach and he's talking to some other people and I walk up and I go, um, Hey Mark. And he turns around and says, Oh, hi John. But he says it too fast because he had already seen me and thought, is that John Roderick? And so he said, oh, hi, John, but like fast enough that it was obvious that he had also uh, been standing there going. Which would imply that, that he was avoiding the, does that imply that he was avoiding talking? Oh, just exactly the same as I was. He was just oh, there. Oh, like, I see. He didn't want to be like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. And so then we had this like hour long conversation That's on so the beach. Nice, John. And we were like, where do you, you live? And he's like, I live by the fire station. I'm like, well, how weird. And you're both less crazy now. We're both less crazy. We're both clean and sober. We're oh, both man. doing great. Everybody's, you know, he's got a couple of kids. He's like living a, living a life. Uh-huh. Never would have expected it, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Everybody uh-huh. everybody that we knew along the way, they're all, you know, they're all soil and green by now. And uh, <laughs> you're, well, at this point, you're, you are, you're like Tom Hagen. No, yeah. who is it? Is it Tom and, and Frankie Pinte? But you're talking about like everybody's gone now. Uh, uh, you remember what the Romans, <laughs> the Romans would do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey Tom, Tom, it's good to see you, Tom. I'm gonna shave you myself. <laughs> are, they, are those guys in ghillie, ghillie suits out? <laughs> what do they do with those push broom mustaches? Ah, teach the uh, part. Groomers. <laughs> <laughs>